welcome back to The Wise Man's Page, the podcast where we read Patrick Rothfuss's The Wise Man's Fear page by page. This is page 446. I put it carefully into my pocket. You've been such help, I said. I wish I could repay... He held up a hand, cutting me off mid-sentence. Then, moving with solemn care, he pointed one finger downward, made a fist, and wrapped a knuckle on the surface of the tackboard. I smiled and brought out the stones. I think I'm finally getting my teeth into the game, I said an hour later after losing by the narrowest of margins. Braden pushed his chair away from the table with an expression of distaste. No, he said, quite the opposite. You have the basics, but you're missing the whole point. I began to sort out the stones. The point is that I'm finally close to beating you after all this time. No, Braden said. That is not it at all. Tack is a subtle game. That's the reason I have such trouble finding people who can play it. Right now, you are stomping about like a thug. If anything, you're worse than you were two days ago. Admit it, I said. I nearly had you that last time. He merely scowled and pointed imperiously to the table. I set to it with a will, smiling and humming, sure that today I would finally beat him. But nothing could be further from the truth. Brayden set his stones ruthlessly, not a breath of hesitation between his moves. He tore me apart as easily as you rip a sheet of paper in half. The game was over so quickly it left me breathless. Again, Brayden said, a note of command in his voice I'd never heard before. I tried to rally, but the next game was worse. I felt like a puppy fighting a wolf. No, I was a mouse at the mercy of an owl. There was not even the pretense of a fight. All I could do was run. But I couldn't run fast enough. This game was over sooner than the last. Again, he demanded. And we played again. This time, I was not even a living thing. Brayden was calm and as passionate as a butcher with a boning knife. The game lasted about the length of time it takes to gut and bone a chicken. At the end of it, Brayden frowned and shook his hands briskly to both sides of the board, as if he had just washed them and was trying to flick them dry. And that's the page. I'm Jordana. I'm Jeremy. And there's no Nick. It's a no Nick something. There has to be a day that like starts with an N so that we can make an alliteration. It's it's a Nicholas Nens day. That's what it is. <laughs> there we go. A Nicholas Nens day. This is a different side of Brayden on this page. Go on. He just like, I don't know the way, or maybe it's a different side of Quoth or a different way that Quoth is seeing him, but... Brayden's been, like, a pretty casual guy with Quoth up until now. And now that I guess he feels like putting Quoth in his place, he's more, like, abrupt. He's, like, commanding Quoth around in a more obvious way. I think that he might have been controlling Quoth a little bit before, but now it's just blatant. It's different. I think this is Brayden's frustration at Quoth not picking up what he's putting down. Whereas... When Brayden has been subtly explaining to Quoth the intricacies of the ring game, 
and talking about it in an oblique way so that they can both pretend that that's not what's happening. Foth is good at picking that up and running with it. But he, Brayden has also been trying to teach something by teaching him how to play tack. And Foth is not picking it up, right? He's just thinking of it as like another skill to master, another thing to just like be good at. In some ways, this is not a perfect analogy, but in some ways it reminds me of like the kind of player who, when you present them with a game like Dungeons and Dragons. I was about to say, this is about min-maxers, max, max, I can tell. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, Quoth is just trying to figure out, like, what is the optimum strategy to take? Like, what is the best mechanical thing I can do in this game to win? This is not a game where understanding perfectly the mechanics, which I'm sure Quoth does. This is not a game where perfectly understanding the mechanics will actually get you what you want. And that's what Brayden is trying to demonstrate to him. Like you can understand the mechanics all you want, but that's not the point of the game. And that's not how you're going to win. Uh, So I think that's, he is being ruthless in the game to teach him an object lesson. But I think you're also right that there is something kind of sinister about it, almost especially in the metaphors that Rothfuss chooses to describe him. He is, you know, first we get like predation, you know, like a puppy fighting a wolf, a mouse at the mercy of an owl, Before that, we get, like, he just, like, tears him in half like a piece of paper. And then we get the metaphor of him butchering a chicken, like, cutting up a chicken uh, with the kind of dispassionate expertise of a butcher. And those are all progressively ever more kind of sinister and upsetting images to think about. I agree. So I think that Rothfuss might be choosing those images to give us a certain impression of Brayden, who I agree up until now has been presented as a relatively charming and harmless, you know, old man who's looking for something to do with his time. I wonder if this is a case of Brayden actually seeming different, or if it's a case of Foth just starting to notice it now. Yeah, that's that's one of the things that we just can't tell for sure because of the way this book is written. I think it's probably a little of both. If I can join you on your fence for the briefest of moments. Wonderful. How do you like it up here? It's too high, too pointy, hurts my bum. (laughs) I think I'm out of notes. (laughs) Yeah, the only other thing I want to bring up is just, we talked about this a little bit on yesterday's page, but Quoth's first line on the page is the finishing line of a quartet of rhyming lines that starts on page 445 that Braden starts. And Quoth... Brayden starts by speaking in uh, a sequence of rhyming lines and then Quoth starts to answer him and Brayden cuts him off right when Quoth says like the next word that would rhyme, right? Brayden ends him there. So Quoth completes that quartet. Now that could just be a little bit of artistry on Rothfuss's part. It could be an indication to us that maybe Brayden is tied to the Fae in some way, but it could even be that the rhyming is the necessary component to some kind of supernatural working, like a spell or something, and that Brayden cuts him off there to like put the spell into place. Because if both ended his sentence with something other than you know the natural rhythm and rhyme, maybe it wouldn't work. That is my crackpot theory of the day. That's that's like Nick worthy crackpottery coming out of you. It's very strange. It's a dirty job, but somebody's got to do it. <laughs> I mean, I don't disagree necessarily with that crackpot, but I also feel like it's one of those things where I don't want to, I'm going to sit on my fence. I don't want to make a decision about it because I don't know. 
You're gonna get splinters, Jordana. The longer the longer you Who sit up there. Who said my fence was made of wood? Maybe it's a. I don't know. What else do you make fences out of? Metal. I feel like, like that'd be a worse. wrought iron fence would be much more uncomfortable. Yeah, well, maybe it's not a splintery kind of wood. It's like well varnished. <laughs> I don't know what you do to hmm. wood. <laughs> well, listeners, we will continue to polish our wood on tomorrow's page of the. Wind. Wind.